everyone, and welcome to the Icon Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Alona. I'm the Operations Director at Icon, and I'm here with Justin Anderson, our lead pastor. And we are in the midst of Season 3, a strategy for re-entry. And we are taking a look at uh, all the ways that we can assess health and readiness. So we looked at individuals, we looked at teams, and today we're looking at organizations. Asking the question, is my organization healthy? Yeah, and this is something that we should do uh, on a regular basis, like on a seasonal basis, the similar to the way in which you go to the dentist is what Alona told me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, it's uh, a good habit. that normal people do that at least once a year or every uh, twice, twice a year, a year is wow. what normal people do. And uh, and so in the similar situation, we should assess our organizational health on a regular basis. And, and I think uh, seasonally, um, as we move into new uh, quarters or new mm-hmm. seasons in the life of the church or whatever, kind of the, the life rhythm and calendar of your organization is to give yourself a little bit of space beforehand to go, okay, are we ready for this next, uh, next season or are we healthy enough to enter into it? Yeah, there's this great John Wolski quote that says, your financial metrics can be great, but if dragons are all over your organization, eventually the village will burn. Mm, we're sticking with the dragon metaphor? Yeah, for okay. sure, sticking right. with the dragon metaphor. And it's dramatic, but it's supposed to communicate the idea that it doesn't actually matter how well you might be accomplishing other things. In the long run, if your organization isn't healthy, it's not going to be sustainable. Your team isn't going to be able to function well. Uh, and so today we really want to talk about a way that you can look at that health for your organization. Yep. And uh, we're going to use something called the SWOT analysis. And uh, for all you grammarians out there, it is SWOT misspelled. And I apologize for that. It is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So it's S-W-O-T. SWOT. Not S-W-A-T. And Good I apologize job. for that. But uh, the reason we're using the SWOT analysis is because for those of you who are in the business world, you've no doubt been trained on uh, how to do a SWOT analysis. Mm -hmm. And for those of you not in the business world, uh, community group leaders or church leaders, whatever, it's a very simple acronym, a very simple process to assess what in this coming season are some strengths that we have going into it, what are some weaknesses, what are opportunities that are presenting itself, and then maybe what are some threats that we need to assess. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start at the top with that idea of strengths. Yep. What are we doing well as an organization? Yeah, and remember to judge these strengths relative to the mission, right? Or, or relative to the goals of the next season. So this isn't just strengths in general. I mean, you can celebrate your organizational strengths, but always think of it in the context of what are we trying to accomplish next? Because I can have a bunch of strengths that don't pertain to what we're trying to yeah. accomplish. And yeah, sure, they're strengths and I can be proud of my strengths, but... If they're not helping us move into this next season and accomplish the goals that we have, mm-hmm. it, it's not as uh, as relevant. So one of the things that I often ask church leaders when I do consulting or when we do assessments for church planters or for pastors is, what is your superpower, mm-hmm. right? So either as an individual, what is your superpower that you bring to uh, your organization or as an organization, what is your organizational superpower that gives you a leg up in the market, right? So think of it as maybe the engine that makes your thing go. What's the thing you can lean on? And how does that strength that you have, that's probably kind of a universal strength, right? Mm -hmm. It's a strength no matter the season. How is that strength, that superpower, going to kind of juice 
what you need to accomplish in this next quarter or this next season of your organization's life. Yeah, so let's talk about that in a couple of different contexts. So if we think about community group leader, you're a group leader at a church, um, what might be your superpower or your strength in terms of connections? So have you actually noticed that in the midst of this season, relationships have deepened? Like mm. there is an opportunity for folks who in the midst of kind of chaos, anxiety, stress, took that step of vulnerability, were able to share, and your strength actually has been that increase in connection and belonging for the people in your group, and that that's kind of the superpower that you want to leverage as you move forward. Yeah. Um, for church leaders, uh, and this is a good kind of segue, because as we are looking to the fall, oftentimes in the life of a church, the fall is uh, a time of growth. Now, fall 2020, who knows, who right? Knows. Crazy times. Yeah. But I think it's unprecedented, unprecedented <laughs> times. But I do think we should plan for growth, plan for uh, there to be a similar kind of upsurge as mm -hmm. people have been moving still and, and getting kind of uh, uh, bored and restless because of coronavirus. People sure. are moving to new cities. The same basic underlying reasons why churches grow in the fall are still in place. It might mm -hmm. be muted, it's going to be different. But um, as we think about growth, uh, what you're talking about with the community group leader, man, that, that depth of relationship is going to allow you to potentially integrate new people into mm -hmm. your group um, and have them walk into some real relational strength. Mm -hmm. As a church leader, um, how has the last three to six months of quarantine and online church and all of this um, maybe positioned you to be able to really capitalize on that for mm -hmm. the fall. Maybe, as as I think we have at Icon, realize, man, God has given us uniquely um, some gifted people and some infrastructure that's allowed us to, I think, kind of like uh, out punt our coverage a little bit, mm -hmm. or you know, like be better. That was a that was a football reference, and so mm -hmm. I want to. Thanks for making that clear for the rest of us. Uh -huh. That's good. And yeah. so the I, I you know for us we I think we've done a lot better mm -hmm. uh, than than our first year church plant of, you know, a, a few people. Um, our online presence has been really good and and that's a testament to the people that we have on our team. The the real superpower that mm -hmm. we've we've shown. So as we're looking at the fall, we've been able to identify like wow, we've got this unique superpower that really only emerged because of the craziness sure, of yeah. quarantine and online mm -hmm. church. Uh, how do we leverage that for the next season? So whether community group leader, church leader, uh, business leader, obviously business has changed. The way in which we deliver our goods to people have uh, has changed. The way in which we do business and communicate with each other has changed. Have you found some superpower, some strength that's come in the midst of this? You've been able to effectively kind of pivot your business, pivot your communication, whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, maybe in a way that's outpacing your, uh, sure. your, your competitors. Mm -hmm. uh, man, leverage that. Juice yeah. that into the fall. Absolutely. So that's the idea of strength. So assess that when you're thinking about organizational health. The second piece then is weaknesses. So where might you be falling behind? And especially as leaders, maybe not wanting to acknowledge where you're yep. falling behind. Yep. So think about, uh, again, weaknesses, not in a vacuum of like, what are our larger organizational weaknesses, but in two ways. One, weaknesses in the context of our market or competitors or the thing we're, you know, the world we're living in mm -hmm. and the goals that we have. What are our weaknesses as we try to accomplish X, Y, and Z in yeah. the fall? So always uh, uh, assessing kind of relative to those two things. What are we trying to 
accomplish now? And then what is what is our weakness relative to other people in our market? Yeah, so if we think about, again, context of within a church, within community groups, your goal should be to build connection. And so you might be able to identify in the past couple of months that a weakness has been that people have fallen off, that they're no longer consistent. They aren't attending uh, groups as regularly as they were before. And so part of what you might need to work on as you identify that weakness is to think about how you can rebuild that stuff. That's a, a plug to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes in this season, thinking about how you could build some of that team uh, dynamic as you work through those dysfunctions. So thinking about how you can improve that once you've identified it as a weakness. Yeah. And, and the, the flip side of strengths for churches and for business leaders is, is obviously the weaknesses, right? So in, for church leaders especially, we've all had to make this pivot. Some of us have pivoted really hard and gone and put all our resources into this online thing to go, hey, this is what it is now, and we don't know what the future is going to hold, so mm-hmm. let's go. Some of us have not done that. We've done half measures. We've kind of held out hope that we're going to get to go back to in person because it's what we know. It's what we're good at. It's what we like, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. And there's an unknown to this digital world that we've resisted. And and when you resist, uh, that, that turns that thing into a weakness because you're not putting your resources into it. You're not putting your energy into it. You're not putting your thought process and your, yeah. and your passion into it. Therefore, it's going to produce something less than what it could be and should be. And so perhaps what could have been uh, a real opportunity is now a weakness because you didn't allocate the resources and energy to do it well. And so you didn't do it well. And now others around you are doing it better. Right. So being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. about, okay, what are we trying to do in the fall? And if what you're trying to do in the fall is get back to in-person meeting, I I recommend that not be what you're trying to do in the fall. (laughs) Not because it's not possible, but because we we don't have control over that, right? Face down what it is we're dealing with today and go all in on what it is today. Wait for we can. It's so much easier to pivot back to in-person gathering. It's what we've been doing for a couple thousand years now. I'm very old. <laughs> very old. Wow, you hide it well. But as a church, this is what we know. So it's easy to go back to that. Man, I would just encourage like don't let the main what is yeah. the main thing right now become a weakness. Sure. Uh, do you have anything you want to add for business leaders on that one? Well, same thing. Like, ha- it has this change caused you to fall behind in some particular area of, of your business because it uh, it was either harder to pivot or you didn't have the time and energy or whatever. It just kind of fell behind, but it's going to be a crucial piece of what you have going forward. The biggest piece when assessing weaknesses is honesty. Like, what what are we bad at right now and why and how do we fix it? Do we need to fix it for this next season? How will this work against our larger goals? And just being real candid with yourself around that. Absolutely. So strengths, weaknesses, and the third one is opportunities. So what opportunities do you have in front of you right now that you could take advantage of uh, and actually do something with? Yeah. So community group leaders, um, this the, the change to online, I don't know, in our community group, we've seen different people kind of show up in ways that they didn't in person, but for whatever reason, you put them behind a screen and, and they're you know, Aristotle waxing poetic about all of these uh, these ideas. (laughs) People that were maybe wallflowers or didn't have a role have emerged, right? That's an opportunity to to kind of juice that in these these coming uh, months to go, okay, hey, this person has emerged or this, you know, we did this thing, whether it is the, you know, the sermon questions on Zoom just clicked for you guys or uh, not doing that and just doing kind of a Sunday check-in, whatever it is, right? Like, but taking a step back going, 
What emerged during this last season that could be an opportunity for us as we attempt yeah. to kind of grow in this new season to go, hey, we we found out that we're good at this. Let's run down that uh, down that path. And I would say for church leaders, same thing. You know, have you seen uh, that, man, we didn't know we had this talent in our church until we had to be online. And now we do. Is there a way to, to juice that kind of for uh, for the coming months? Um, and how, how are there opportunities have, you know, as much as I, uh, I, I hate to think about church in some sort of competitive market kind of area, but we are, I think the, the safest way to think about that is we're competing for attention, right? Mm -hmm. Eyeballs. Um, yeah. because right now there are a lot of things to put our eyeballs on and the people in your city or people in your town, um, you're competing for their attention. Okay, so don't think about what other churches are doing. You're not competing against them per se, but you're competing for the attention of the people you're trying to reach. And so thinking about like, what are opportunities that we have that maybe nobody else is doing that could draw some attention to what we're doing because what, we do, what we're doing we think is good uh, and, and ultimately life-giving. Absolutely. And then for business leaders, would encourage you to think about what opportunity you might have right now. Do you have access to hire somebody, hire talent that originally you wouldn't have access to have hired? Um, think about opportunities that you might have, again, in the market as uh, the, the dynamics of this pandemic begin to shake out. Are there going to be opportunities for you as a company to move forward, to leverage lower costs and really think creatively about what's in what's ahead of you and what you have the opportunity to do. Mm. So think about that kind of globally, holistically as well. Yeah. All right. So we talked about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. And the last one is threats. What threats might be facing your uh, organization as you move forward? And so again, if we think about communities, um, individuals can become threats to that mm. community group space. Somebody who's uh, choosing not to buy in, somebody who might be causing division. And if you as the leader aren't willing to engage, again, go back and listen to the idea of healthy conflict. Uh, if you aren't willing to have those hard conversations, that individual or that issue might become a threat to your organization, the health of your group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For church leaders, I, I, I think I would want to point out one idea for, for us because this is stuff I'm hearing in conversation. Um, our inability or unwillingness to make the changes necessary in the last six months um, are weaknesses that can quickly become threats, right? And that's often the case. Like mm -hmm. threats be, are, are external for sure at times, world-changing kinds of things, which we are absolutely dealing with. But often external threats aren't things we can change. There are things we can manage and we have to adapt sure. to and pivot uh, to, to address, but we can't change them. Internal threats are when we allow weaknesses to linger and undercut our, our basic ability. So maybe we have an allocated budget. Maybe uh, it, our, our uh, giving is waning right now and we're, we've kind of gone into fear mode. Mm. Um, I really would encourage us as church leaders to look at this next season and go, hey, I don't know what the future's gonna hold and I'm not gonna try and predict it, but I wanna do the right things to allocate resources, time, energy, money in the right ways to put us in the best possible position to come out on the back end wherever that's going to be um, healthier, stronger, larger, more influential, with more eyeballs on what we're doing, more gospel reach uh, than what we had going into it. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be about you recognizing your weaknesses and not allowing them to becoming threats to the basis of your organization. 
Um, Barna came out with a study just two weeks ago saying right now, uh, a third of people, a third of regular churchgoers have stopped attending church altogether. Mm -hmm. Another third are looking around at other churches and only on average, a third uh, of, of regular churchgoers before the pandemic are still faithfully attending their church. Now, maybe you're the exception and all your people have stayed, but here's the thing, you're not. You're the norm, we're all the norm, okay? And, and thinking that we're the exception is foolishness. So that means a third of your people are not watching, a third of your people are checking out something else, and only a third of your people are with you. So there's opportunities and there's threats inherent in that data, yeah. and, and we have to respond to it in order to not allow those threats to really undermine what we're doing. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on that one for business leaders? You know, it's, it's the same basic idea. Have, uh, if you have not moved quickly enough or adapted to this new environment, but your competitors have, that's a threat. Right in the business world, uh, more so than in the church world, I think um, you're dealing with market share, and 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 when other organizations, other businesses are moving more quickly and gobbling up more market share, that's a threat to you and to your work. So, I, I think I would be really aware of what other people are doing and innovation that they're making that you've either been unwilling or unable to make, mm -hmm. um, and not just pine for the old days when you knew how to do your work. Figure it out, grow, learn, adapt for this new reality. Absolutely. So we would encourage you, take time to do this analysis. Go to iconchurch.org slash leadership podcast. Get the questions that we kind of talked through, the categories, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, and really think through what it would look like for you to assess that health as you move forward in your organization. Here's the most important thing you can do right now before we hit the fall. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Look mm -hmm. candidly at yourself your team and your organization assessing health and readiness for what's to come. The dumbest thing you can do is lie to yourself, okay? Pastors, I think we're especially good at lying to ourselves because we can cloak it in spiritual language uh, about we're doing the right thing and we're staying true to the thing and whatever, and meanwhile, our church suffers. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Assess honestly. Make the changes, adapt to a new reality. And if it goes back sooner than we think, great. We know how to do church regular way. What we don't always know is how to adapt and change. And I would just throw all of your resources into figuring that out. Absolutely. So wherever you're getting this content, rate it, subscribe to it, share it, and help other leaders around you really help their organizations assess their health in this season. We'll see you next time.